I think that everyone may be familiar with that tune. In five words or less, name that tune. Say it louder. Don't worry, be happy. As I was seeking the Lord about what to bring you this morning, I didn't go to bed till about 11.30 last night. I'm like, Lord, now you're taking me to the book of Luke. You know we're in the book of Luke. We're talking about picking up our cross and following him. And I said, now, now it's about 9 o'clock, Lord. I, I need a word. And all of a sudden, he reminded me on yesterday that I was singing that tune. Don't worry, be happy. I was like, okay, so what does that mean? So, that tune, don't worry, be happy. This saying can be content. It can be joyful, it can be cheerful, it can be cheery. You can be in high spirits. Don't worry, be happy. But in our world today, it seems that there's less happy and more worry in today's climate. It is filled with anxiety, unease. Some people are allowing their minds to dwell on the difficulties and the troubles that have seen them reeling around and around in and out, you say COVID, you say health issues, you say family issues, you say finances, unemployment, environmental pollution, political unrest, racial unrest, classes, homework, online, offline, virtual, no virtual, worry. But worry is no substitute of prayer. It won't provide the things we need. It can't even add a single moment to our lives, let alone bread on the table or clothes on our backs. Can I get an amen? What does the word of God tell us about worry? And what do we do in regards to worry? I'm glad you asked the question. In the book of Luke, We've been talking about taking up our cross and following Jesus. And so this morning in the book of Luke, and I will be sharing verses 23 through 34 to begin with, uh, this chapter talks about several things in regards to worry. You see, there's a storyline behind this scripture. The Hebrews have an issue with the Romans. And that issue is they are worried and they are fearful about the Roman troops who have been known to be ruthless. They worried about what was going to happen to them as it is today. Our world has a growing alarm, a fear, a worry of what is going to happen next. I get several phone calls through the week about people worrying calling me for prayer simply because they are worried and they are looking for some counsel. They are looking for a word from God and they are simply worried. God wants us free from worry. But also in this chapter, Jesus redefines the fear that this worry is being rearranged so that we can view 
and look through the lens of God's perspective. He wants us to do an assessment, an evaluation of how he sees things. This is quite a long passage of scripture, but I'm going to just share a couple of scriptures as I challenge the people in my church. You want to know? Now you know. Read it. In verses 23, 22 and 23, he simply gives us a warning against worry. He says this in the passage of scripture. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, about your body, or what you will put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. When you think about do not worry, Jesus is giving us a loving command. We often fail to appreciate what damage worry does in our lives. I've talked to some students here on campus, and they have stated they are stressed, overwhelmed, worried, fearful, and just plain exhausted. But God gives us a loving command here and tells us not to worry, not to be filled with anxiety, not to be burdened, not to feel the uneasiness of this world. He tells us, do not worry about your life, for your life is more valuable than food. My mama used to say, God is good when he made food. But oh, how much he loves us because we are more valuable than food. God will take care of all of our needs, including the physical ones as well. God gives us reasons not to worry in verses 24 through 28. When you have time, read the passages. But he tells us to consider this one thing. He says, consider the ravens. He said, God feeds them. God provides for the birds, and he takes care of them. Therefore, we can expect God to take care of us. He tells us in Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all man's understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, we can expect God to take care of us. All you have to do is let your request be known to him. And what I like about this passage, it says of how much more value are you than the birds? The worry many people have over the material things of life is rooted in a low understanding of their value before God. They don't comprehend how much he loves them and cares for them. We are God's greatest creation. I have this motto, he saved himself for last. When God created the world and he spoke everything into existence, he saved us for last. He said, and let us make them in our image. 
What I love about when God spoke everything, if you read the word, it says he spoke, he spoke, he spoke. But when he made us, he touched, he touched. He touched himself that we may be image bearers of him. We are the express image of God. So why would we not think that he would not take care of us? And then the scripture continues to tell us that God clothes the grass. Have you ever taken the time this past summer to look at the grass, how beautiful, how green it is? I love how our campus gardeners take care of our campus. The flowers are huge and beautiful. The grass is so green. It's almost if you could just step off in it and rub your feet through it. I've seen many of you students over the summer running through the grass barefoot. I just saw someone come in with the snow on the ground and he's barefooted. I was like, that's a little bit much. <laughs> and you know who it is. You know who I'm talking to. But it says that God clothes the grass. And if God even takes care of the grass, so he will certainly take care of us. We can be confident of the power and care of a loving Heavenly Father. He cares for the flowers. But that means that every day for the flowers is not sun and sweetness. If every day was sunny and there were no clouds or rain, those flowers would eventually die. We will have some days. Some of you are having some days right now that are filled with trials and tribulations and circumstances. You don't know what the heck is going on, but the thing that you must understand, you will have heartbreak, you will have pain, and there will be days that you will worry and you feel that you will be overtaken by the suffocation of worry. But in the midst of this, God tells us in a loving command, do not worry. Verses 29 through 31 tells us that God's intention is that our attention should be on his kingdom and his treasure. Not the kingdom and the treasure of this world. Because it tells us in his word, all these things will pass away. There are several things that God wants us to pay attention to in these passages. Number one, do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink. Number two, do not be anxious in your mind. Number three, for all these things the nation of the world seeks. He says, but seek ye the kingdom of God. Jesus didn't tell them to stop worrying. He told them to replace worry with a concern for the kingdom of God. A habit or a passion can only be given up for the greater habit or passion. For when we do this, this is what the scripture tells us. And all these things shall be added unto you. If we put God's kingdom first and do not think about our physical well-being that is more important that some of us think are worthy, let me tell you, if we put God first, he said we can enjoy all these things. You see, the greatest fulfillment 
of God's highest purpose for mankind is being in fellowship, in relationship with him, and being part of his kingdom. I want to encourage you this morning that as we follow Christ and pick up our cross to follow him, we must trust in Christ's provision. For as we read further in the scripture, it tells us, do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We need to ask ourselves the question, where is my heart and the location of my treasure? Is it earthly or is it heavenly? Jesus cares about our needs and he'll provide for you, your family, your friends, your finances, whatever your worry is, we can give it to God. He wants to protect us from worry and worldly things that rob us from keeping our eyes on the kingdom of God. We need to practice genuine faith by seeking his kingdom even the more and watch him provide for our daily needs of food and wisdom and clothing and shelter. So as the song says, don't worry, be happy, be delighted that you have a God that loves you so much when you think about creation and all that he's spoken to existence. As I said, he saved the best for last. Just look at yourself. And as the uh, the choir, I'm so used to that. <laughs> As the choir comes up, he truly did save the best for last. You and I are his image bearers. So why wouldn't you think that he would not care for us? He says lovingly, do not worry is a loving commandment. And as a disciple and a follower of Christ, I'm going to do the very best each and every day to pick up my cross and follow him and maybe even a little whistle behind it. Don't worry. Be happy. Why? Because I know that God is going to take care of us. God bless you this morning. And as I close, he just gave me a little ditto to give to you. Don't worry. Be happy, but don't worry, just worship and see what happens. God bless you this morning.